KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, April 26th. San Diego sees steep drops in public school enrollment. We'll have more on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. California is among a number of states now considering resuming the use of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. The JJ vaccine was put on pause after reports of extremely rare blood clots in people who had been given the vaccine. But over the weekend, both the CDC and the FDA said the vaccine can be used. San Diego County's latest numbers show almost 45% of all eligible residents are now fully vaccinated, while 66% have received at least one dose. The county's goal is to vaccinate at least 75 percent of the eligible population. California has a new attorney general. Former Assemblyman Rob Bonta was sworn in on Friday evening. The Alameda Democrat says he will focus on holding scammers and mass polluters accountable. He also hinted at working on criminal justice reform and prosecuting hate crimes. We can repair our broken justice system and we can attack the forces of hate and white supremacy. As Attorney General, these fights, your fights, will be my fights. The San Diego Padres rallied to defeat the LA Dodgers on Sunday in 11 innings. The Padres overcame a six-run deficit to win 8-7 at Dodger Stadium. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Schools across California saw steep drops in enrollment this year as parents pulled their kids from the public school system for other alternatives during the pandemic. KPBS education reporter Joe Hong has more on the statewide and local numbers. Public school enrollment has been dropping steadily in California for the past several years. That trend accelerated in San Diego and throughout the state during the current school year amidst the pandemic, according to newly published state data. Statewide, overall enrollment dropped about 3% in the 2020-2021 school year. This compares to a drop of less than 1% during the previous two years. The drop was greater in San Diego County, where traditional public schools lost more than 17,000 students this school year. That's about 4% of total enrollment. San Diego Unified, the county's largest district, also saw a 4% decline. Richard Barrera is the president of the San Diego Unified School Board. This was, um, you know, uh, parents who 
wanted to find some alternative somewhere, you know, from what was primarily, you know, a distance learning program, you know, in our district for most of the year. Brer said the most significant drop was in kindergarten, which is optional for students. We know that we had, you know, parents who just decided this was not the year that they wanted to have their students start school. Um, and so that was, you know, I think the biggest uh, uh, enrollment decline. State funding for school districts is usually determined by enrollment. But thanks to federal stimulus and additional money from the state budget, San Diego Unified and other districts won't suffer financially from the enrollment decline, at least for this year. They are basing funding for school districts on actually the 1920 year enrollment period, uh, in a sense, holding districts harmless for the enrollment decline you know, as a result of the pandemic. And that's uh, in the governor's proposal for the coming year as well, the 21-22 year. Brewer said as schools open up, he expects enrollment trends to go back to what they were before the pandemic, a steadier decline of about 1% each year. And that was KPBS education reporter Joe Hong. Governor Gavin Newsom is moving to completely phase out oil drilling in California over the next two decades. Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. Newsom directed state agencies to stop issuing new fracking permits by 2024 and to end all oil production by 2045, the same year as California's 100 percent renewable energy goal. The move follows months of mixed messaging from the governor on oil extraction. In September, Newsom said he lacked the authority to ban fracking and called on the legislature to do it. But when the bill came out, the governor did not publicly support it. The measure failed earlier this month. Still, environmental groups say the announcement is long overdue. Mary Creesman is CEO of the California League of Conservation Voters. And this is first in the nation policy, so it's a big deal. Some environmental groups say Newsom's timeline isn't aggressive enough. But oil producers and elected officials from the South Central Valley, where most of California's oil is extracted, say the directive would cost jobs. Kathy Reheis Boyd is president of the Western States Petroleum Association. She says she's exploring legal options. We're not opposed at all to the transition. What we are opposed to is mandates and bans that aren't based on facts. According to industry groups, oil and gas production contributes billions to California's economy. And that was Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon. In early June, Mexico will hold federal elections, the largest one in its recent Democratic history. With tens of thousands of candidates on the ballots, one of the main concerns for public officials is how to keep the electorate well-informed. From KJZZ's Mexico City Bureau, Rodrigo Cervantes reports on the social media effort that's trying to bring unbiased data to the voters. More than 80,000 candidates are running for public offices in Mexico this year, from Congress to May and governors. Sergio Bárcena is a political science researcher and founder of Buró Parlamentario, a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization analyzing electoral data. Recently, we have seen the highest levels of ideological and political polarization in, in the Mexican electorate. To fight misinformation, his organization developed a social media app in which voters may compare candidates, check their background, and interact with them. Barcena says these elections will be particularly relevant because the lower chamber's majority is at stake. And that was KJZZ's Rodrigo Cervantes reporting from Mexico City. 
Coming up, the guilty verdict in the trial of the officer who murdered George Floyd was a landmark, and a result much different from the trials three decades ago of the officers involved in the Rodney King case, both in verdict and public reaction. After the acquittals in 1992, there were five days of rioting in Los Angeles and more than 50 deaths. We'll have more on that and then a recap of the Oscars last night. That's up next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Video and police abuse played key roles in both the Derek Chauvin trial and in the trial involving four Los Angeles police officers and Rodney King nearly three decades ago. But the outcomes were vastly different. PolitiFact California reporter Chris Nichols spoke with anchor Mike Haggerty about the two cases in this week's Can You Handle the Truth segment. Chris, remind us what the officers were accused of doing to Rodney King. Well, CHP officers pulled over King, who was black, for speeding on a Los Angeles freeway back in 1991. And King tried to elude officers, but eventually stopped near an apartment complex. From there, four Los Angeles Police Department officers, three white, one Latino, took charge of the traffic stop. And they were captured on video, kicking and beating King dozens of times after he was on the ground. The video sparked outrage across the country, but in the trial the next year, the officers were acquitted of almost all charges, including felony assault. And by contrast, this week, Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was convicted on all counts, including second-degree murder in the death of George Floyd. We saw a great sense of relief among many community members after the Chauvin verdict, but that wasn't the case after the trial involving Rodney King. That's right. After the acquittals in 1992, there were five days of rioting in Los Angeles and more than 50 deaths. That included 10 people shot and killed by LAPD officers and National Guardsmen. More than 2,000 were injured. There was widespread destruction in South Los Angeles where residents set fires and destroyed grocery and liquor stores and other shops. You spoke with Sacramento State criminal justice professor Shelby Moffat about the Chauvin case and the case from 1992. What did he have to say about them? Moffat is a professor who also spent 20 years as a police officer in Sacramento. Here's what he told me about the two trials. The outcome of the Rodney King trial had a lot to do with the outcome of this trial. Let's say if you had had this trial, Derek Chauvin's trial in 1992, you might have had a similar outcome because people were not ready to uh, make the change then. In both trials, Moffat said defense attorneys tried to put the victims on trial to assassinate their character. They said very similar things that Rodney King was in his trial, that he was a black man, that he was big, that if he got up, we were scared of him. And these are the tropes that have been used for several hundred years. One of the differences in the trials was the makeup of the juries. Tell us about that. We know the jury in the Chauvin trial was more diverse. Six were white, four black, and two identify as multiracial. In 1992, the trial was moved to Simi Valley, 
a nearly all-white city almost 30 miles from where the beating of Rodney King took place. The court decided it might not receive a fair trial in Los Angeles due to all the publicity. That jury ended up with no black people and only two people of color. Finally, Chris, there were eventually federal charges brought against the officers for violating King's civil rights. What happened with those? Two officers were convicted on those charges and sentenced to two and a half years in prison. The other two were acquitted. And nine years ago, King, not long after releasing a memoir, tragically drowned in his own backyard pool. He was 47 years old. And that was Cap Radio's PolitiFact California reporter Chris Nichols speaking with anchor Mike Haggerty. Last night was the Oscars, and KPBS film critic Beth Accomando was there to watch the whole thing. She spoke with KPBS's Deb Welsh about last night's winners. Here's that interview. Let's start by talking about the show itself. What were the pandemic Oscars like? Well, for the first time in ages, I actually found them watchable. The bloated production numbers for Best Song were gone and instead were played before the show. There were no presenter banner banter, no film clips, the setting was intimate, and there was an attempt to focus on the nominees with little backstories about them. Plus, winners were allowed to talk longer, which I appreciated. And there was also a vibe of social activism that felt right. So overall, I liked the low-key ceremony much better. More importantly, there seemed to be a difference in the winners with a marked improvement in diversity. Yeah, the pool of nominees was the most diverse ever and likely a result of the Academy's push to diversify its voting body. But I was worried that this might still yield a non-diverse list of winners. I was happily surprised by the evening's early big wins for women as Emerald Fennell picked up a Best Original Screenplay for Promising Young Woman and Chloe Zhao became the second woman and the first woman of color to win the Best Director Award. She won for Nomadland and remembered this about growing up in China and a game she played with her dad. It's called the three character classics. And the first phrase goes, 人之初,性本善. People at birth are inherently good. And those six letters had such a great impact on me when I was a kid. And I still truly believe them today. Even though sometimes it might seem like the opposite is true, but I have always found goodness in the people I met everywhere I went in the world. And the supporting awards went to people of color as well. Yes, Yun Jung Yoon, the grandmother in Minari, displayed humor as she has done winning her British award. She flirted with presenter Brad Pitt and wondered if the award was due to American hospitality. And she ended with this comment. It, this is the result because mommy worked so hard. <laughs> And in his acceptance speech, uh, Daniel Kalula paid tribute to Black Panther Fred Hampton, whom he played in Judas and the Black Messiah. He was on this earth for 21 years, 21 years, and he found a way to feed kids breakfast, educate kids, give free medical care against all the odds. He showed, he showed me, he taught me, him, Huey P. Newton, Bobby Seale, the Black Panther Party, they showed me how to love myself. And with that love, they overflowed it to the black community and, and to other communities. And they showed us that the power of union, power of unity, that when they play divide and conquer, we say unite and ascend. 
Any other standouts for you, Beth? Yeah, actually, one big surprise was presenter Harrison Ford, who usually shuns awards in Hollywood. He read a list of editing notes for Blade Runner before giving out the film editing Oscar. Opening to choppy. Why is this voiceover track so terrible? He sounds drugged. Were they all on drugs? Why do we need the third cut to the eggs? Up to Zora's death, the movie is deadly dull. This movie gets worse every screening. Now, what's important about this is that it reveals the challenges an editor faces in having to deal with notes from test screenings and studio executives and trying to filter out what's dumb and what's actually worth addressing. I think many people working in Hollywood have no clue what an editor does. To kind of prove both a lack of knowledge and a lack of appreciation for another craft category, the Academy lumped together best sound editing and best sound mixing, most likely because many voting members were often confused by the differences. Since the Oscars ended on kind of a dead note with a dreary Joaquin Phoenix presenting the Best Actor Oscar to a no-show Anthony Hopkins, I want to end with these lovely words from sound winner Philip Blad that echoed the night's theme of paying tribute to the past. Fellini once said, in the history of cinema beyond the evolution of styles and techniques, what stays embodied in films is their human vitality. And whoever enjoys it receives a charge of energy, something pulsing, mysterious, and vibrant. Fitting words to end on indeed. You were hearing KPBS film critic Beth Accomando speaking with KPBS's Deb Welsh. You can find a full list of winners as well as more commentary on the Oscars on Beth's Cinema Junkie blog at kpbs.org. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio, or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.